Oi! Hey there! Welcome back to my podcast. I am Camilla, your high vibe advocate. Give me 15 minutes and I will give you a high vibe world. I hope you guys took advantage of 2.22.22, which was just yesterday, to concentrate your energy and manifest the deepest desires and transformations for your life. My parents are actually visiting me right now, and we took advantage of it, of it yesterday to write this list of 22 things that we're grateful for and 22 things that we would like to manifest. And it was also a wonderful exercise to remember how blessed that we, we are in life and also to see what makes us truly happy and what still needs improvement. So that was really cool. Today, I want to talk to you guys about shadow work, which is a very different uh, topic. I actually don't remember if I have done an episode on this already. It's possible that I have, but I don't believe I have, or if I did, it's time for it to be done again. Um, one of my friends was uh, t- talking to me about this, and she listens to my podcast, which I'm very grateful for, and she suggested that I do an episode on it, and I agree that it's a much-needed one. Our shadow is the unconscious and disowned part of our personalities, you know, the, the part that the ego fails to see, fails to acknowledge, fails to accept. It is any aspect of ourselves that is not exposed to the light of our consciousness. As children, we are born whole and complete, but that wholeness is short-lived. The shadow is born in our childhood as a byproduct of certain interactions that we have with the people that are closest to us, you know, because our caretakers are only human, and humans are a byproduct of social conditioning and of their own shadows. And they make us believe that certain aspects of ourselves are good while others are not. And the aspects that are seen as bad, and at least, you know, the ones that we are told are bad, are rejected. And consequently, they form the shadow. Since when we are kids, we depend on our caretakers for survival, and I'm not just talking about our family here, you know, it could be other influences that we have as kids, like teachers, neighbors who happen to be watching us, babysitters, you know, we suppress the aspects that are disapproved by those people, and we exaggerate the aspects that are approved. I don't mean to go on a tangent here, but... This is actually a good opportunity to foreshadow another important topic regarding gender stereotyping and in particular toxic masculinity, which I won't go into here, but it's a huge deal that impacts society as a whole, irrespective of gender or sexual orientation. Suppose a five-year-old boy who is very much in touch with his feelings um, and is you know, very sensitive and emotional gets mad and cries. And in response, his dad says, stop crying you know, be like a man. His dad believes crying is bad. So this child suppresses his emotions because that's what his dad is trying to suppress. You know, the dad is trying to suppress his son's emotions. And as a result, his son pushes this gentle and sensitive side of himself into the shadows and begins acting tough. As an adult, 
he has trouble feeling things and will not show his emotions even when it's required. Because of that, he struggles with his relationships, never allowing himself to be fully seen. And the shadow grows the more time it is repressed because what you dismiss persists. Let that sink in for a moment. When it comes to both your mind and your body, whatever you dismiss persists. Another example is a little girl who is angry about something and starts throwing a a tantrum. Immediately, her mom tells her, stop it. Stop being so bad. Every time she gets angry, her mom repeats the same thing. Stop it. Be a good girl. It must be bad to be angry, the little girl thinks. I have to try very hard not to get angry. With time, she disassociates from her anger. But that doesn't make the anger disappear. So she grows up believing that she always has to have it all together. And later on, she realizes that she has trouble, you know, at work because people try to push her buttons and that, you know, doesn't go well with her. And often she feels like she's about to explode and she doesn't know what to do. She realizes that her anger is there at all times, you know, and it's coming up as passive aggressive ways that are causing actually issues at work because she's not confronting it head on because she thinks that that's bad. So the shadow lives in our subconscious and it is everything that we reject about ourselves. The unacceptable and unwanted bits of us. And the minute you say something about it, you know, or the minute you say something that about you is bad, you have a reason to suppress, ignore and deny it, right? Even though the shadow is unseen, it still affects everything we do. When we deny any aspect of ourselves, it doesn't disappear. It just fades away from our conscious awareness. The shadow, with a life of its own, can affect our actions and life experiences heavily if we don't pay attention to it. The shadow is the reason we do certain things in life without understanding why we do it. We become adults and we feel that we should be able to handle life better, yet we keep falling into the same unhealthy patterns. And that's because the shadow operates outside of our conscious awareness in the form of unconscious and limiting beliefs. But the shadow isn't just negative and dark. The shadow contains so much potential and gifts and talents that haven't been unearthed yet. Great things may end up in the shadows as well. I mean, think of Disney movies and, you know, think of like Frozen or Cruella. Imagine, for instance, a girl who was born with a strong sense of self and she knows who she is. She knows what she likes and what she doesn't like. She asks for what she wants and she for sure isn't afraid to speak her mind. She's a strong little girl, but she is raised in a family that constantly tells her to tone it all down because she is too much. The parts of her that are strong and confident are rejected, so she rejects those aspects of herself. And she grows up to be quiet, sweet, and obedient. But she doesn't understand why her life is so painful. And the truth is, she suppressed some important aspects of herself. And therefore, she feels divided. She has a shadow side that she doesn't quite know how to bring to the light. And the reason positive aspects are contained in the shadow is that we are afraid of what people will think or react when we tap into it. And disassociation from parts of the self create a split. The shadow is this like inner fragmentation that occurs within us. It's almost like two different people are operating your life. Have you ever met the most gentle, sweetest, 
you know, kindest person. And in the blink of an eye, something happens and this person turns into someone else. Like, you know, they become mean and scary. They throw something at you. They try to punch you in the face. They freak out. Or, you know, they just act completely opposite of what you've seen them act your whole time with them out of some maybe the smallest thing. Well, if you haven't seen somebody with that kind of duality, and I'm not saying necessarily to that extreme, but hi, my name is Camilla, and it's great to meet you because I am 100% that person. And I know that sometimes it takes knowing someone way too well to see both sides. And therefore, many of you are probably relating to this person or to me in saying that, yes, this is me, but you have never seen that side of me and I have never seen that side of you because that is the whole point of what we're talking about here. So how did this sweet person turn into this crazy psycho? That's because they have two parts of themselves operating their life and the shadow part took over when they got triggered. We often underestimate the shadow, thinking that it has no power over us, but that's wrong. The shadow is very powerful. It can turn your life upside down and destroy your most cherished relationships. Every time you act out of your shadow, you know, the more you repress and suppress it, it grows bigger and bigger. So how do you spot the shadow within you? Separation and division are not the natural states of anything. Integration and wholeness are natural for humans. And because of this, the subconscious will continuously try to get your attention to integrate what's there. It's difficult to spot your shadow, especially if you've been suppressing, you know, that big part of your true self into, into the subconscious. But here are three ways to spot your shadow in action. The number one is projection. Many people project their issues onto other people. When they dislike something in themselves, they point it out in in other people. And we often project our shadows, you know, our repressed anger, our guilt, our shame, and other things that we don't like about ourselves onto others. We lash out at people for the behaviors that we don't like in ourselves. So pay attention to how you project yourself into the outside world because the universe works to make us whole again. You know, people, places, and things become a mirror and they reflect who we really are. And also, if somebody tries to offend us, for example, the only way that they will succeed is if we, in part, believe what they are saying. Or if someone disguises their intent, you know, like if they try to insult us with a compliment, that's more of a backhanded compliment, we will only feel hurt if we, in part, believe what they seem to be pointing out. So, for instance, if somebody says to you, Boy, you are brave to be wearing such high heels. I would be so scared of how people would perceive me. You will only be offended if you are indeed scared of how people will perceive you. Number two is triggers, right? So a trigger is a reminder of past trauma. The surface uh, events that cause conflicts in our lives are not just triggers. They are messengers that enable us to become conscious of something that is buried deep inside. So pay attention to your triggers because they can show you the wounds, you know, like the shadow self. So try to catch your emotional triggers before they act out, not after. (laughs) Number three is patterns, like repeating patterns in our lives. They point us to aspects of our shadow. So patterns are expressions of the shadow because the shadow mirrors itself into your reality to be seen and integrated. 
The shadow wants you to become aware of it. It wants to be seen and accepted. Within these patterns, you will find aspects of your shadow self that will keep showing up in different situations until you're ready to look at them and break the cycle. Like if you're someone who constantly makes New Year's resolution to lose weight and end up gaining weight (laughs) or like you start something but you can't finish. If there's a, a repetitive cycle, like a repetitive pattern or you're always going after the same type of person who doesn't work well with your personality, then you need to pay attention to those patterns. So why do we resist shadow work if it's so important, right? Well, it's because shadow is a weird controversial, uh, controversial, controversial, how do you, I don't even know how to say that word, right? Um, Subject. So while many spiritual teachers, life coaches, psychologists, you know, whoever you, you are trying to get help from, while they all love shadow work, you know, or some of them love shadow work and feel that it can him- improve a person's life, there are many others that believe that it's not that beneficial. You know, they believe that if you go looking for dark things, then all you will find is more dark things. But while it's great to just focus on the light, it doesn't make the dark go away. The dark is just on the other side, waiting for a time to show its face. And when it does, you may not be expecting it at all. It's better to go looking so that you can make peace with the shadow once and for all. If you are worried about what you might find, um, then it's probably important that you don't, you know, that you don't dismiss it. And I understand that you don't want to revisit, but it's important that you go. Instead of continuing to avoid it, you can see it as one more reason to do the shadow work. This shadow work is necessary if you want to learn and improve your life. And the truth is, no one else can do it for you. Shadow work isn't a huge thing that requires years of planning. Shadow work is simply becoming aware of what's hidden and gradually healing those aspects of yourself. So when you start shadow work, you may feel the way that you felt as a child when you were forced to suppress those emotions. But once you overcome it, it may open your eyes to a whole new side of you that you had no idea existed. So here's how to integrate the shadow. Shadow work is nothing but, you know, making this unconscious conscious and acceptable, you know, making the unacceptable acceptable. That's all that you're trying to accomplish. And the goal of shadow work is integration. The integration of the unconscious leads to complete and total awareness. To do shadow work is to bring your shadow closer to you. It is part of who you are after all, so you have to do it. And the goal is to bring your shadow into the light or shine a light onto the shadow. The more you shine the light on your shadow, the smaller it gets. And here are simple ways to begin your shadow work. First, review your childhood. You know, start asking yourself, was I completely accepted as a child? How did I feel most of the time? What was expected of me? And what behaviors and emotions were judged by my people? Without judging the people. Because they're people, right? We're all humans. Nobody's perfect. But we were judged. Humans judge. So you have to ask those questions. Those behaviors that were judged created some sort of shadow aspect within you. And once you find the answer to those questions, you will, it will lead you to see the shadow aspects of yourself. The shadow usually has its root in your childhood. 
then you become aware of your shadow, right? So that's step two. We are unaware of our shadow in the same way that we can't see the darkness <laughs> or we can see in the darkness. To become aware of something, you have to choose to see it. Once you see those rejected aspects of yourself, reflect on them. Are they positive or negative? If you find something negative, make peace with it and release it from the shadow. If it's a positive aspect, reunite with it and call your power back. Becoming aware is similar to seeing something that is suddenly illuminated by light. The most important step in doing shadow work is to become aware of it. Shine a light on it. Bring it out of the darkness. Number three, don't shame the shadow. Once you become aware of your shadow, don't shame or blame it. Instead, give it your love, your compassion, and your acceptance. Your shadow was born from non-acceptance and from rejection in the first place. It was created the moment you began to push it away. Antagonizing the shadow even more only adds fuel to the fire. The shadow is a part of who you are. So look at it from a place of love. Love your shadow for all that it is. Number four, use your triggers. Triggers are messengers and um, are an invitation to delve deeper into the unconscious things. The messengers are the events that cause an extreme emotional reaction within you. Naming triggers such as, you know, change them and, you know, whatever you want to name them. Um, can decrease the effect that they have on you. It allows you to step back from your emotional reaction and observe it instead of living it. Triggers are reflections of the deep, unresolved wounds. They come to open your eyes to things that are suppressed. Number five is observe without judgment. One of the biggest mistakes that you can make with shadow work is to judge the shadow once you spot it, right? If you let the harsh inner critic come up and judge the shadow, you are rejecting it all over again, and therefore you're making it bigger and stronger. When you see your shadow, acknowledge and observe it without judgment. Observe it and understand it and then work to integrate it. Shadow work is the highest form of light work that you can do. The bottom line is, you have to make peace with your shadow so that you can find peace. Shadow work is a great way to experience inner healing and transformation and all it takes is self-awareness. Every person on earth has gone through a difficult time in their life and created shadows within them. The good news is the entire universe is on your side trying to help you become whole again. Every action of the universe is headed in the direction of growth and expansion. We are provided with abundant opportunities to confront our shadow selves so that we can finally be free from them. It doesn't matter how long you avoid looking at your shadow self. It will keep manifesting into, the, into your reality until you pay attention to it. And the self that is fractured seeks to become unified. And we will be presented with opportunities to see the aspects of ourselves that we have suppressed, rejected, denied, and disowned. The more you become aware of your shadow self and you accept it, the more embodied you are as a conscious being and the more agency you have over yourself in your life. I do want to say that I am one of those people who entirely recognizes the bravery that it takes to be so gentle when you're going through such rough spots and such hard work. 
and that we are all battling inner demons, no exceptions. So I connect to other humans in the shadow level every day. I consider it a gift that I can often spot people who have been struggling with their shadows. And I know that shadow work is something difficult to help with because the person needs to want help um, by first and foremost wanting to help themselves, right? Awareness of your shadow is a huge first step. Hats off to all of those who are currently doing the hard work of inner work. I am right there with you and I'm right here for you. And that is all we have for today. Thank you for being with me and for listening to me and for being a part of my journey. I am Camilla, your High Vibe Advocate. Looking forward to your outreach at HighVibeAdvocate.com and your follow on Instagram at HighVibeAdvocate. And as always, looking forward to our next meeting right here on my channel. See you next Wednesday.